Hi, my name is Alicia, and welcome back to E is for Entrepreneur, a podcast where my interest in entrepreneurship allows me to highlight the people behind the business, the entrepreneurs themselves. We dig into the person or people behind the business, and for this mini-series, we're digging into the wedding industry. Today, I'm excited to share Christy Holt's story about her journey as an entrepreneur. Stay and listen. Christy is the creative and powerhouse behind Eco Chic Blossoms, a floral design business that brings your event to life with beautifully made, high quality, fresh flower arrangements. Who? Mouthful, but I love it. She is not only a floral designer, but also has experience as a event planner. She can truly envision your event start to finish and has built this business with her passions of flower and events in mind. She is an expecting mama and such a bright light. I think I'm biased since I got to work with this amazing human being for my own wedding, but I'm so excited to talk with her today. We'll talk about who this woman is behind the business, her inspirations, hardships, successes, and even some tips for those of you planning an event right now. I am so excited to have her on today. So Christy, welcome to E is for Entrepreneur, the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. So um, the first thing that I want to do just to kind of get everybody on the same page that's listening is give you an opportunity to describe your business and also kind of give a, a sh- short story of how it came to be. Okay, so um, I opened my business um, about six years ago in May of 2014. And before I started to do floral design, I was actually an event planner for a couple restaurants down at Wrightsville Beach. So um, I found a love for events. And then every time the flowers would come in for the weddings, I just fell in love with that too. So eventually after about eight years of doing event planning, I, um, decided to take a stab at the floral design world and see if I was good at it and kind of learn it. And the goal was to eventually open my own thing. And a couple of years after that, that's what happened. Oh my goodness. So it really was a, wow, that looks like something I would really enjoy. And then you just took the leap and did it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So then where did the name come from? Um, Eco Chic Blossoms came from, I was actually brainstorming quite a few different names and I tend to like um, flowers that are a little more high end, but also the style that I love to do is very natural, free flowing with lots of greenery and things like that. So I combined um, the word eco with chic and then added the blossoms at the end. Okay. So, I mean, it seems like you came to that that name very quickly. And then when you did start your, your true floral design business, did you completely give up event planning? Yes, I did. I had a thought in the very beginning of possibly incorporating the event planning in with the floral design, um, just because of my background and that kind of thing. And then I realized very quickly how much work just the floral design was and decided I wanted to focus on that. I had quite a few brides that did ask me if I would do event planning for them as well. But um, 
there's so many great event planners in the Wilmington area and I work with them all the time. And I just figured, you know what, let's focus on the flowers and that will be our main thing that we do for weddings. And my main question here is it, it feels like you just started the business and it kind of, you just ran, right? You just hit the pavement. <laughs> I mean, how did you even identify like suppliers and partners and things like that. I mean, I feel like there was probably a lot of research behind that that you had to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, so when I was doing event planning, I actually worked part-time for a floral designer that also specialized in events and um, on my days off. So I got to learn the industry. And then, um, so I, I've really learned a lot about the different suppliers and wholesalers and things like that. And then when I started my business, I was very, very lucky because I already had a lot of the contacts in the wedding world from doing the event planning. So I knew a lot of people in town and um, reached out to all of them when I opened my own thing and pretty much just told them that I was switching gears and this is what I was doing. And luckily I got on a lot of their preferred vendor list and yeah, it, um, the business took off a lot faster than what I thought. And we are so thankful for that. <laughs> Well, your work speaks for itself. So I'm also not shocked by no, that. Again, you. slightly biased, but I mean, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you made a good point about preferred vendor lists. And so um, your episode obviously falls within this wedding mini series that I'm doing for the podcast about entrepreneurs in the wedding industry. And I think a lot of um, brides specifically, right, when we're talking about preferred vendors, that's usually where it comes from weddings, um, don't really know when their ven like venue has preferred vendors until they actually start looking at like the contract and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, venues can be very selective yeah. on their vendor list. And so how was, what was that experience like for you even to get your foot in the door? It sounds like you already had really good connections, but yeah. was there ever a time where, you know, it was a little harder to get your foot in the door. Um, yes. Like you said, it was, um, since I had that edge on, um, you know, when I jumped into the industry knowing people and they knew, you know, just how detail oriented I was with just event planning in general. Um, I, I was lucky enough to get on some of those, uh, vendor lists, but, Really what I did was we did quite a few photo shoots in the very beginning of my design days so that I could showcase, you know, what we do and um, the types of designs we like to do and that kind of thing. And just building up mm -hmm. on social media and sharing that with different um, venues in town, that, that really helped. And then once we started booking some weddings and getting photos back from weddings and everyone seeing the types of designs that we specialize in that helped as well. Um, I think the biggest thing is when you do a wedding or a couple weddings at a venue that you've never worked at building that relationship with the venue, the people that work at the venues and establishing that trust more so, um, you know, they can see your work and see that, you know, it's beautiful, but if you don't show up on time and 
things aren't exactly how the bride um, had envisioned it and that kind of thing. That's all very, very important, which I think helps me, um, my, my background with the event planning really helps um, with that kind of thing because I am really detail oriented and I'm very, very, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, just um, on the day of a wedding, if I say we're going to be there at a certain time, we're going to be there at a certain time. And the timeline is super important. Just little details right. like that, that, you know, when somebody gets into the floral design world, they think I'm going to just make pretty flowers. And a lot of people can do that, but there's a whole nother business side of it that comes into play as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, showing up is a huge part of it, right? I mean, it's one less thing that obviously, you know, in the wedding industry, brides and grooms don't want to have to worry about. And so just having really strong and reliable vendors is so important. Yes, exactly. It really is just all those attention to detail on the day of it's, it's so important because if you say you're showing up at a certain time and then your staff doesn't show up until two hours later, it puts the wedding planner behind and the venue behind. It's like a domino yeah, effect. Exactly. <laughs> and there's only so many hours in the day that you have to set up the wedding. So it's all. Right. <laughs> so where do you get most of your, I guess, clients? Like, is it a lot of word of mouth? Is your portfolio clicked on often? I mean, how have you built your, your customer base? Yeah. So um, a lot of people find us online um, through Instagram and Facebook. Um, Google search is great for us as well. Um, so we focus very, very heavily on um, social media and showcasing our work there. Um, when I first opened my business, one of the most important things to me was uh, creating a website that was very user friendly and uh, that really showcases our portfolio and what design styles we like to do. So um, I have a lot of people that have told me that they really enjoyed going to my website because everything is very clean and also very easy to find what you're looking for. It, in a, for example, in our design portfolio, um, we have drop down tabs for everything that you can imagine for a wedding. Um, if you're looking for bouquets, there's a specific area just for that. If you're looking for low centerpieces versus tall centerpieces, um, ceremony designs, reception designs, all of that. So um, that was one of the most important things to me when I opened my business was creating a website that was clean and easy to use and really showcases our work. I feel like your business, you can just, you can just tell even scrolling through like your Instagram alone, just how much you guys have grown and how um, like <laughs> how your designs have also grown with you. I think that I, I loved going through your mantle oh, pictures personally you. for my own. I feel like I went through them and, like a couple of times, uh -huh. but I, um, one, I, I totally commend you because it is completely, um, like digestible, your website. It's so easy to go in and, and find something that you are looking for that you would like to do, but more so your site also does a really good job of, with like 
talking about what you guys offer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. And so I want to backtrack just a little bit to your story of building this business and talk about two specific things that I'm very Mm -hmm. interested um, in having the listeners know about. So one is Blossoms for Better. And then I am very interested to hear the story uh, or stories behind Vim. <laughs> Those are fun stories. <laughs> so let's start with Blossoms for Better. I'll let you um, explain what that is for our listeners, but I do want to get into how you came to make this decision. Yeah. So um, I just, I love working with uh, companies that give back to, to, you know, a, a charity that they're passionate about. So um, I wanted to do that with my business and, you know, flowers are beautiful and it just, it, it feels good to give back. <laughs> so um, let, why, I figured why not give back with flowers? Um, so a portion of all of our proceeds is donated to um, a couple different foundations that are really important to us. And um, one is a foundation that most people have probably never heard of. And um, it's called the Cornelia DeLing Syndrome Foundation. And um, long story short, uh, my brother and sister-in-law had a little girl that um, was diagnosed with this and she passed away a couple days after birth. And um, it's a rare heart disease. Um, well, she she had a rare heart disease that was associated with the Cornelia DeLing Syndrome. Um, and there is not a ton of research on it. Um, it's, it's very rare. So uh, that was first my first foundation that I really wanted to um, partake in. And they're just, they do so much good for um, families that have to go through this kind of thing and have kids with this um, type of syndrome. So um, that was the first one. And then my second one is, um, it's called Do It For The Love Foundation. Um, one of my favorite all-time musicians is Michael Franti and him and his wife started this nonprofit um, foundation. It's pretty much like a wish granting granting foundation for um, people that have uh, life-threatening illnesses. And um, what they do is they raise money for kids and adults that um, have life-threatening illnesses and they bring them to different concerts and the children or the people that have these they they get to choose which concert they want to go to and um when i heard about this i watched a video on it and it was just it was so amazing Um, it brought me to tears when i watched it so um if you ever have a chance check it out it's a it's an amazing foundation so, um, so yeah, so a portion of our proceeds are donated to both of those foundations each month and it's just, it's fun for us and it's, you know, giving back is always great. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah. I think it always says a lot too when a business can give, like be at a point where they're able to give back, but they're not just giving back, um, to what you know, maybe the trending charity mm-hmm. and, and I, I mean, all charities deserve it, but it sounds like you just put so much thought yeah. into your giving back program. And so I definitely yeah, wanted to highlight absolutely. it today. Uh, my husband and I are huge uh, live music goers. It's one of our 
favorite things to do. So uh, when I found Do It For The Love Foundation, I was like, this is just way too perfect, you know? So it perfectly like was yes, meant absolutely. to be. <laughs> now, Viv and Peaches are your buses. Um, and if you guys are interested to see what these Blossom buses look like, you should go to her site and Instagram that we'll link um, and plug at the end of the podcast. But you guys have to see these <laughs> things. So uh, I would love. OK, so Viv is mm -hmm. is blue and Peaches yep. is peach. And <laughs> and so I'd love to know how this even got started, what the dream was, why why the vans it's actually like, a pretty funny story so um it was not planned <laughs> it pretty much okay. just happened so what happened was a few years ago well i've always loved um volkswagen buses and that kind of thing and just that whole that whole lifestyle of you know living in a van or living in a bus or traveling around in a van and um so i was rebranding a little bit a few years ago and i wanted to do a photo shoot where my I hired a photographer and um, I didn't want your typical flower shop pictures where myself and my designers were in the flower shop designing. Those pictures can be beautiful, mm -hmm. but I just wanted something a little different and fun and something that Wilmington hasn't seen before. So I started thinking about what I like and the outdoors came to mind and, you know, just kind of free spirited, natural, um, all those things came to mind. So I thought, well, maybe I can find somebody that will rent me a Volkswagen bus and we can do it up with flowers and do a photo shoot in the bus. So long story short, I, a friend of a friend had a bus and um, rented it to me, which um, turned out to be Viv, our blue bus. And um, so when we showed up on the day of the photo shoot, um, I just totally fell in love with it. And the owner, Scott, he he saw how much I loved it. And I said to him after the photo shoot, um, if you ever want to sell this bus, please let me know. And he laughed and looked at me and said, oh, this bus will never be for sale. I sell a lot of Volkswagens, but this one, this one's my baby. <laughs> and said, okay, well, if you ever change your mind, just let me know. And sure enough, <laughs> I think it might have been a month or two later, he called me and said, my wife told me I have too many buses and I have to sell one. And uh, I saw how much you love the blue bus. And I just wanted to know if you want to buy it. <laughs> so one thing led to another and that's how that happened. And so um, we bought it and, um, you know, the vision was to deliver the flowers in the bus in the buses for weddings, which we do a lot of weekends, um, depending on weather and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But um, so it, it's been really fun to market with the Volkswagens and, you know, put the flowers in the buses. And when you show up on a wedding day with a beautiful Volkswagen full of flowers, people get really, really excited. <laughs> and it's just fun to see a bride on her wedding day when you show up with that and with all her flowers. And it's such a great feeling. So um, that's the story of Viv and, and we named her Viv. Um, and then our peach bus evolved because 
we were not looking to purchase another bus at all. And Scott, the same guy that sold us our blue bus, um, had a peach bus for sale and he sent it to me um, because he knew that our logo had peach in it. Said, look at this, look mm-hmm. at the color of this bus, knowing I would just completely fall in love with it. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I knew what he was doing. (laughs) Um, I ended up saying, you know, oh my gosh, you know, what's the price on that one? And that kind of thing. And he actually um, told me that that one was sold, but he had another one that was pretty much just the shell of a Volkswagen bus. Um, It had no engine. It had no paint, um, just bare bones, basically. And he said, if you want this one, we can paint it the same color and you can pretty much design it however you want. So that intrigued me even more. Um, you know, renovating a bus is a lot of people's dream. So we got that one and got it painted. And then um, we actually did not ever see it in person until it showed up at our house. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, Scott has become um, a very, very good friend to us over the past few years. And we share, obviously, a love of Volkswagens and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so we it was at the paint shop when we had bought it and he he told the guy paint it peach. And um, then it showed up at our house uh, a couple months later, I think. And um it was actually that one was really really fun a fun project because my husband and I basically got to um gut the whole interior and redesign the whole interior um we had to find an engine and um we have a mechanic that um has rewired the whole bus and got it running because you know when we got it it wasn't there was no engine in it and it wasn't running so um it was pretty much like a year long project of um redesigning this whole bus and now we got um custom uh bamboo wood panelings in it and a checkered floorboard um it's a camper so there's an upstairs and a downstairs and it it can sleep four people and it can hold a lot of flowers so um <laughs> it's that one's really fun too when we show up to weddings because most people don't see a bus in that color um so and it's it's fun to see other people's reactions of peaches because it was the same reaction I had when I first saw um the color of it and um yeah so we have two two our two girls we call them our blossom buses and they're just really fun to deliver flowers in and for marketing and things like that we love doing photo shoots with them so it's just a fun um extra added bonus to our our company <laughs> They are beautiful, but I am still stuck on the fact that this all happened because you wanted one for your photo shoot. I think my husband's like, oh, how things have spiraled. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, how things have spiraled, but in the best way possible. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's awesome. So you put all this time into these buses. It's like Mm -hmm. a total added bonus. Um, Definitely like leaves its mark and is like a like a big statement, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what has this year looked like for you personally? And then, you know, how has it looked like for you as 
an entrepreneur? I mean, I feel like I ask that question and oftentimes the answer I get is, well, it's basically one in the same, but I do want to give you the opportunity to say, hey, like, you know, in your personal life, you as Christy, how has 2020 treated you? And then on the other flip coin of that, you know, as an entrepreneur, when you have that hat on, you know, how has yeah, that been so, for um, Well, it's been uh, obviously very interesting. So personally, um, so my husband and I are very social people. And like I had mentioned, we love doing, um, we love going to live music shows and, you know, festivals and things like that. We love anything outdoors where, you know, there's a crowd. We love going to markets and things like that. So um, mm -hmm. that's been, uh, it's been hard, uh, to be honest, just not being able to enjoy all of those things. Um, but, you know, I also got pregnant. So that has been amazing. <laughs> um, and, you know, we stay yeah. home a lot more and there's, I, I'm okay with that <laughs> for now. Um, it's so it, it's just been, it's been different, but still good. You know, <laughs> um, we're so excited about our, our little, right. little one coming into our family in April. So, you know, that's pretty much our main focus right now is getting ready for that, um, in our personal life. <laughs> um, as far as business goes, uh, we've, I just, you know, as a business owner, you never think that something like this is ever going to happen. Um, we've dealt with things before in the past that have felt a little bit similar, like, you know, canceled weddings for hurricanes or things like that. But if that's the case, it's mm -hmm. maybe only one or two in a weekend and you only have to deal with it for one weekend and you figure it out and you reschedule the wedding to, you know, a date that works for the bride. But um, when, when COVID hit, it was mid March, which was the start of our spring wedding season. Um, so we have had well over 50 weddings that we've had to reschedule. Um, and it's just, it's been, you know, crazy, but um, there's, there's only so much you can do. Uh, basically what we've been doing is um, just moving people's wedding dates to dates that work for them in the future. And, trying to work with all of our brides as much as we can to get them into these new dates because they are filling up quickly for uh, next year. So um, when COVID hit, it felt like, you know, every day we were getting five to 10 emails of, you know, wedding plan changes and this and that. And the biggest thing is just trying to be as flexible as we possibly can with our brides because it's not, um, they don't only have to change the date for their florist. They have to change it for their, they have to coordinate with their florist, their wedding planner, their venue, their baker, their caterer, and so on and so forth, you know? So um, that has been, you know, probably the biggest challenge is just, um, you know, making sure we get these brides into these new dates and just making it as simple as we possibly can for them. Um, so when they book with us, they place a deposit and then we, um, we have just been, you know, moving their deposits to their new dates and trying to work with them as much as we can. But it's been, it has been crazy, but also, um, on the flip side of that, um, 
kind of like late summer slash early fall, we have gotten a lot of last minute smaller wedding bookings of some brides that maybe were getting married that were from Wilmington, but getting married somewhere else. And instead they changed their plans mm-hmm. and decided to um, get married in Wilmington and just do a smaller version. So we have actually stayed very, very busy um, for the most part throughout the whole pandemic so far. So we've been very, very lucky with that. It's amazing. I mean, especially with all of the uncertainty, you just really never know how Mm -hmm. much impact it's going to have on a business. And so, you know, to hear that you're staying busy is, uh, for me, incredible because, you know, not everybody, um, you know, expected that. And so it's good to hear that you're still finding the space, right? And people are still coming to you because like, that's, that's the whole point when you recognize that there's just, there are people behind these businesses Mm -hmm. that need our support. And, you know, if we can do our part in, in supporting them and, you know, trying to find a way to still use like your services, like for me, that is so important. And that was something that, you know, I think I talked about quite a bit, um, in, in my normal, season one uh, episodes, just because, you know, everybody's been going through it regardless Mm -hmm. of your industry. Absolutely. So a few more questions for you. And then I want to kind of pick your brain about a couple of things, but um, what is like your top tip for customers when they come to you with an idea and like what, what inspires Um, you? So I would say one of my top tips is have an idea of, you know, maybe a color scheme that you want or a design style that you want, but don't, um, don't be set on a, I like, I need this exact picture because as a designer, one of our favorite things to do is see a bride's inspiration photos and then, um, have them kind of let us take it and run with it because it, it always, turns out more fun that way, you know, and I love giving my brides a little surprise on their wedding day or like, Oh, like a special type of flower that um, goes with their design style, but doesn't, but they've never seen it before or heard of it before, you know, things like that, where you, um, you give your designer the, the leeway to do what they do best, but also, um, you know, just a little bit of direction, I would say. And what like normally inspires you when like brides or whoever is hosting the event comes to you with some of those maybe inspiration pictures? Is there anything specific that you look for that kind of sparks your inspiration? Yeah. So um, go to design. Pinterest has been very, very helpful for us over the past years. And um, a lot of times, so before I meet with a bride, I have them fill out a floral questionnaire. And one of my questions on there is it, if they've created a Pinterest board and if so, if they want to share the link with me Um, because that, if they do, it usually helps me with uh, seeing what their design style is. And a lot of times they don't know 
that they even really have a certain design style, but I can tell because I can see all the different things that they've pinned, you know? Um, so I like to look at their whole board mm -hmm. and their whole vision, and then I can pull out different things from their board that um, I think will look really pretty in their wedding. Like say they pinned a lot of things that have, you know, garden roses or, you know, fresh eucalyptus greenery. If they see a lot of that, um, we definitely make sure to pull all of that out into their um, wedding. But um, just in general, things that inspire me with design is just being outside in nature and seeing like how different things grow and, you know, how I love a wild design. So um, when I see how different things grow and things like that, that always helps me with when I am designing. I, I try to visualize my designs very natural um, and you know, not super structured and that kind of thing. It helps me out a lot when I'm designing and um, also not overthinking my designs. They always turn out better that way. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to say on my side, it was so fun, like being able to show what I was thinking. And then even though you provided all of the like flower names, which <laughs> I thought was very kind of you to do, like I'm not the professional. I mean, I remember sitting down and like Absolutely. Googling them because I was like, oh, what do these look like? But seeing them on the day like and it all come together absolutely was like the best thing that I did personally like I know not everybody's going to be like that they might have like a, a very uh -huh. distinct flower uh -huh. that they want and things like that and that's okay I think but for me I have to I have to say exactly what you just described probably was like the most fun way to see my florals especially like the tall pieces <laughs> I did not expect them to look like that yes. I was blown away so it's just it's just as fun on this side and I think it's a good tip to give um and I I, I mm -hmm. think that I can relate to that tip so um <laughs> so those of you listening if you're planning an event go with the professionals I promise they yes. won't let you down <laughs> All right. I have a quick game that I want to play with you before I have you plug everything and, and kind of let you go with, um, okay. and enjoy your day. But I am curious whether uh, you lean towards certain floral trends. And if it's, if it's something that like you absolutely love, I would just, I want to hear a totally me if it's not necessarily your thing yeah. that's okay it doesn't mean you won't do it or that you're you don't love it but okay. I'm just interested on how you lean so this first one is very easy I think just based off of the description of your of your business but um the dry uh, wood flowers yes definitely <laughs> not for you not like yeah, not, um, not a love not, not a, love. a love but definitely open to it <laughs> Yes. I think as a florist, you guys are probably, I want a disclaimer. Her saying not a love does not mean exactly. that she will we, work we with all types clients. of floral design. So. It is. Yes. Yes. I am um, very curious. I also think I know the answer to this one because I've seen your portfolio, but um, rainbow or brightly colored. I love brightly florals. colored florals. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Um, I love the pop in it. It just, it, um, your all, eye draws to it. 
draws to it. I know. I, I saw some of yours that you posted on the mantle too, and it was like so pretty. Ugh. What about um, all white? Um, I You know, I, I actually, clothes? you might be surprised by this answer, but I actually really love that because it's so classic and clean. Um, it's timeless. Yep. I love that. Okay. What about oh, ceremony absolutely. statement pieces? <laughs> like the mantle. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Oh, I love them and I love doing them. Um, it's and most hanging installations are they're all so different. Um, the probably the reason why I love it is because it brings me outside my box that I'm comfortable in and when we do them um it's it's like a sense of accomplishment yeah so much fun to do and um you know we've done a lot of hanging things that are similar because certain things are trendy but whenever it sends me something that we haven't done Mm -hmm. before I get very excited about that (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) it's like a new challenge for you all right, few more. How oh, do we feel love about succulents? These I love growing them. <laughs> yes. Do you really? I can't. Um, I can barely keep an airplane. Pra- you know, so. I have a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of my brides tell me that, and the biggest thing I tell people is, don't overlove it. <laughs> don't overlove it. Just the tiniest little bit it. of water every I- now and again, and just let them be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like a little spritz. Yeah, absolutely. I should have been but going I love for. succulents. So I believe I have an answer. For, <laughs> I, I feel very good about what my answer would be for this one. So, um, so I have a question on uh, arches. So, are they fun for oh, you yeah. to do? Are are you a love it on arches? Absolutely. Or any any sort of um, ceremony. Any big floral installation I love because <laughs> um, I just love flowers. So the more the merrier for me. Um, arches, um, I, I will say the, the very traditional ones are obviously not my favorite, um, but there's so many different mm-hmm. amazing arches out there now in different shapes and sizes. And the traditional arches may not completely be as exciting but I do have just one more and then I'll have you plug everything of on where our listeners can find you sure okay fruits and um like non-floral pieces yes 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 <laughs> I know I said yes to all of your questions but yes. I mean um, I think that's a good thing yeah I, lo- I just love things that are different and although I love a timeless look um just different things that you don't see at every wedding is just so much fun for me. Um, you know, every week is fun and different. And my employees and I, we joke and we say, um, when our flowers come in, uh, we get a lot of things shipped to us. And every time we open a box of a shipment of flowers, it's like Christmas because, um, every week is different. So yes, fruits and non-floral items mixed in with floral. We are, we are all about that. All right. So if you had to pick like your favorite trend and season, do you have, do you have a favorite trend or season? 
Um, I would say seasonal, probably spring because there's so many options out there for flowers in the spring and blooming branches and, you know, peonies are a spring slump, spring and summer flower, um, which I love. Um, as far as, um, trend, um, anything wild and natural is, is always going to be my favorite. Um, but on the flip side of that, another trend that I really love is, um, something, uh, totally different, but I love tropical too. So two Ooh. totally different styles, but definitely two of my favorite trends. All right. Well, Chrissy, thank you so much for talking to me today. I feel like I peppered you with a million questions. Oh, and yes, yes. It was so fun. Yes. Um, so for those listening, um, where can they find you? Let's plug everywhere that they can find you. Yes. So um, you can, my website is uh, ecochicblossoms.com. And then you can find us on Instagram and our Instagram name is ecochicblossoms. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, the same way and, um, we're on Twitter as well. So, but, um, you can just search all of those, all of those are eco chic blossoms and, um, we're also on Pinterest as well. Well, you have quite an exciting year coming up with the little one due in April, you said? Yes, yes. So a spring baby as well. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Thank you. you. I really appreciate your time today. It's been awesome talking to you about just what you pull for inspiration and some successes and the hardship of 2020. But um, I really think that if anything, I, I know I keep saying it, but if anything, I am so grateful um, that Meg led me to you oh. and you were able to do my wedding because it, there, there was nobody better to try and bring on for this mini series. I just, we, you were just so awesome to work with. Oh. So I'm so happy I'm able to uh, give the listeners an, some insight into who you are and, and what you do uh, behind the scenes of Eco Chic Blossoms. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. Any last minute tips or anything you want to end today's podcast with? Um, you know, one of the one thing that I always tell my brides and, and grooms too, because we can't forget about the grooms is all of the, the decorating and everything like that is so much fun. But the biggest thing really is don't lose sight of what your re- wedding is really all about. And it's about you and your future husband and what the two of you want and the rest of your life together. So, um, you know, all the details are important, but, um, you know, you're focusing on enjoying your wedding day and your marriage is the most. So, that's, that's, that's what you're here for is, uh, you know, you're, you're planning a wedding for that. So don't lose sight of that because that's the most important. That's what you have at the end of the day. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. And yeah. So not everything is going to go perfectly planned to the way you had envisioned it, but, um, it's, it's going to be great either way. So. All right. Well, that was a great way to end. I completely agree. And again, thank you so much for joining me on E is for Entrepreneur. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, guys, and that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening in on another episode of E is for Entrepreneur. I'm so excited to be doing this mini series. I hope you enjoyed Christy's story and definitely check her out if you are in that Wilmington area or North Carolina coastal area. All of her information, as per usual, will be in today's episode description. I'll see you guys next week.